Hello, and you are listening to the M-Disc Playlist. I am your host, Nitro, and I have got a new kind of episode to present to my listeners out there. Yes, this is still a Super Shuffle episode, where I highlight at least 10 pieces related to a specific subject. But, unlike previous Super Shuffles, this one will not focus on a theme or mood. This will be the start of many Super Shuffles focusing on composers. For this episode, I will be highlighting the music and career of Hiroki Kikuda. Understandably, you cannot mention Hiroki Kikuda without thinking of Secret of Mana. And that's perfectly understandable. After all, the Secret of Mana soundtrack is almost as timeless as... Say, the classic Mario or Zelda soundtracks. I still hear and read about how great and inspirational the soundtrack is. But before I get too far ahead of myself with Secret of Mana, I want to first focus on his early life, the events that led to him becoming the composer that we know today. Hiroki Kakuda is the stage name of Yuki Kakuda, Born April 29, 1962, in the Aichi Prefecture of Japan. In his childhood, he would frequently take in the knowledge of artistic culture from museums, his father, who worked in ceramics, and music. His music influences include Yes, Devo, Prince, ELO, and perhaps his biggest influence, Emerson, Lake, and Palmer who he claims developed his music interest after listening to 10 tracks from the band. He did not take any formal music training, nor did he go to school for music. He was self-taught, and his preferred choice of instrument was the synthesizer. Before becoming a video game composer, he worked as an anime composer for The Adventure of Robin Hood and The Legend of Snow White. His first choice for a composition work was Falcom, but when Falcom rejected Kikuda's application, he was hired by Square after he and Final Fantasy composer Nobu Imatsu bonded over progressive rock. He worked as a debugger for Final Fantasy IV, and he created the sound effects for the game Romancing Saga. He couldn't compose at first, because all the projects that were being worked on at the time already had composers. But soon, he would receive his first job, Secret of Mana. Track 1 Into the Thick of It When I think of the Secret of Mana soundtrack, this is almost always the first piece that comes to mind. It's the first music that plays when you start fighting the creatures in the game. What makes this piece stand out is how it can make the mystery of the world seem more whimsical and peaceful than ominous or even adventurous. Did not intend to make that rhyme, but whatever. You already got an idea of how memorable the Secret of Mana soundtrack would be from the title screen alone. But, when you're actually fighting to music like this, it really starts to resonate with you that Secret of Mana was not like other video game soundtracks at the time. 
Secret of Mana is actually the second game in the Seiken Densetsu series. The first being released in North America as Final Fantasy Adventure. Originally composed by Kenji Ito, Hiroki Kakuda took up the mantle after Ito started working on the Romancing Saga series. Kikuda relied on his own sound samples that matched what the Super Nintendo was capable of producing, rather than relying on MIDI software, a technique used by Yuzo Koshiro when he worked on the ActRaiser soundtrack. In the liner notes of the Secret of Mana soundtrack, Kikuda states that he wanted to express the music in two contrasting styles that didn't sound like pop nor what was considered standard video game music in the early 90s. Not only was Secret of Mana whimsical at times, it also had its dark moments. Specifically with tracks like Ceremony, the theme for the main antagonist Thanatos, and Oracle, the battle theme for Dark Lich. In addition to that, it also had its lighthearted moments. Track 2 the Fairy Child. In a Reddit that Kikuda made back in February 2014, he was asked what his favorite piece from Secret of Mana was. His answer was this piece, The Fairy Child. His exact words regarding the piece are, It captures a lot of what I wanted to create in music. It's a very cute song. There's a lot of cool songs out there, but cute songs are fairly rare. In the same question, he was also asked if he reads scripts for games prior to composition. His response, In general, that doesn't happen. I mean, it is always best to look over material before creating music, but usually there is no time for that. For the case of Secret of Mana, it was a two-year-long project, and for about the first six months, nothing was actually made. But when you work with the same team for such a long time, everyone is able to come up with what to make, whether it's the story or, in this case, the music. Working with the team and knowing how each person thinks is far more important than reading scripts. After Secret of Mana, Kikuda started work on his next soundtrack, the sequel, Seiken Densetsu 3. Track 3. Angels Fear to Tread Seiken Densetsu 3 was considered a technical improvement over Secret of Mana. Unfortunately, the game has never been released outside of Japan, largely due to how much it would cost Nintendo to localize and debug the game in other territories. The soundtrack for Seiken Densetsu 3 was twice as big as that of Secret of Mana, and in some cases, more eclectic. This soundtrack was already highlighted previously on M-Disc, once on the battle theme episode for The Sacrifice Part 3, 
and again in the Chill Out episode for Innocent Sea. The track I'm highlighting now is the opening theme for Seiken Densetsu 3. It may not be quite as memorable as Secret of Mana's Angel's Fear, but where Angel's Fear to Tread reinforced what Kikuda brought to this series, which was a different, unique, and innovative take on video game soundtracks. And like Secret of Mana, Kikuda had the ability to capture every mood in one game. Whimsy, mystery, adventure, intrigue, and you can't forget the cute stuff, and of course, fear. Track 4 of Darkside. This rather ominous theme serves two purposes. One, to reveal which of the main antagonists successfully infiltrated the Holy Land where the Mana Tree is located, and it serves as the battle theme for the final god beast you face, Zablefar. Secret of Mana had three battle themes. Second and Sensor 3 has over a dozen different battle themes. It was an interesting and unique way to spice up the traditional boss encounter in a role-playing game. Three of Darkseid conveys its very ominous tone, relying on percussion. Then, in the second half, a low-key guitar kicks in, with the pan flutes on top of that. In the midst of all that, is synthesized wind howling throughout. It's a very creepy battle theme. Kikuda relies on percussion instruments almost exclusively in another battle theme, The Sacrifice Part 2. It's hard not to hear progressive rock influences throughout the Seiken Densetsu 3 soundtrack, as a lot of progressive rock groups back then were very experimental with their music, and did things that no one would even think were possible. This was the case for Kikuda's work on the Seiken Densetsu series. Outside of Japan, the closest you can get to officially supporting Seiken Densetsu 3 is through Theater Rhythm Final Fantasy Curtain Call for the Nintendo 3DS. After Seiken Densetsu 3 came his next soundtrack for a Square game, Sokaiyu. Track 5. Sokaigi, a translation of the words Twin Dimensions, is another action RPG released only in Japan. The game itself was not well received, but the soundtrack itself was very well received. Square Enix Music Online states that the blend of orchestral, rock, jazz, and various other styles all seem to come together to create a game album which will most likely impress most game music fans. 
the soundtrack was entirely recorded with live instruments. A rare technical feat for the late 90s, as most of the memorable soundtracks from that era, like Ocarina of Time, Xenogears, save for one track, and any Final Fantasy game still relied on synthesized instruments. Quake is one of the two vocal pieces. It's a brilliant combination of different musical styles. Monk chants, progressive rock percussion, piano, keyboard synths, a subtle glockenspiel even, and of course, a kick-ass violin. Track 6 Labyrinth What makes Labyrinth stand out is, again, Kikuda's ability to bring whimsy into scenarios that would traditionally be more adventurous, ominous, action-oriented, or a conglomerate of the three. The first half of the piece does sound like you are being encouraged to complete a deadly expedition with little to no harm done. Then, in the latter half, you get a myriad of quarter-string notes almost signifying yourself going through an endless or mysterious path. And that is where the whimsy shines. In his Reddit, Kikuda had this to say about the soundtrack. For me, since Secret of Mana and Seiken Densetsu 3 pushed the limits of sound that was capable for the SNES, I wanted to do the same with what was capable with the PlayStation. So I chose to use live recordings, including having an orchestra and a band to create sound capable of pushing the PlayStation's limits. Recording itself took about a month. And due to the number of studios that had to be used to make the recording possible, the budget didn't allow for more music to be made. The Sokaigi soundtrack also alludes to the Secret of Mana soundtrack with the piece Angel's Fear Again, a short but strictly acoustic piece. Going back to his Reddit, Kikuda stated, Angel's Fear Again actually takes reference to the track Mana Beast from Secret of Mana, but the title itself does not have any relation to the Angel's Fear track. But, given the reference to Mana Beast, I figure it would be nice if fans made the connection to Secret of Mana when they listened to Angel's Fear again while playing Sokaigi. After Sokaigi, Kikuda left Square to form a game development company called Sacknoth, with funding by the game company SNK. The first game developed under Sacknoth was Kudelka. Track 7 Dead. Kudelka was a game where Kikuda attempted to combine the tactical RPG genre with the survival horror genre, with Resident Evil serving as the main source of his inspiration. 
He was the concept designer, writer, and the composer for this game. He wanted to do something different with the RPG genre as he felt that they were becoming disjointed, juvenile, and stagnant. Like Sokaigi, the game was not as well received. Like Sokaigi, the game was not as well received. But, unlike Sokaigi, the soundtrack got a mixed response. If you read the review from Power Unlimited, they state the soundtrack as being a disaster. While GameSpot calls the soundtrack simply amazing. What makes Dead stand out is how it sounds like it came from the romantic era of classical music. Usually when I hear a string instrumental, it's obvious that it came from a video game. But Dead is one of those pieces that you can have someone listen to and have them not immediately realize it's from a video game. Track 8 Incantation again. For something that's supposed to sound inspired by Resident Evil, the soundtrack itself was anything but scary or intimidating. It almost reminds me of something straight out of the Gunbari Goemon series. But this is what Kikuda is known for, pushing the envelope, going against the norm and the expected. And if there is one thing that Kodelka did accomplish, it's that it introduced the world to the Shadow Hearts series. A series I highlighted way back on the first episode of M-Disc, highlighting Yasunori Mitsuda. But before any of the Shadow Hearts games could be developed, Kikuda left Sapnoth and formed his own private record label, Nordstrula. He continued to develop and compose music for games like MMORPGs, Shubukyo Tyson and Concerto Gates, and Eroge Visual Novels, Sora no Iro, and Mizu no Iro. And if you don't know what Eroge Visual Novels are, it's a fancy way of saying it's an adult visual novel. The last game I wanted to highlight is the PlayStation Portable game Shining Hearts. Track 9. Kokoro ni Todoku Uta Type A Shining Hearts is the 2010 installment of the Shining series, which originated on the Sega Genesis. It started as a dungeon crawler, then it became Sega's signature tactical role-playing series, like Fire Emblem. It may not have had the same lasting effect as Fire Emblem, or tactical RPGs that came after that, but the series has seen multiple releases and re-releases on various platforms, and compilation discs like the Sonic Ultimate Genesis Collection for the PlayStation 3 and the Xbox 360. 
The opening theme highlighted right now is performed by J-pop artist Leah, who you can also hear in the 2006 anime Air, and I highly recommend her vocal tracks for Air because they are amazing, but I digress. A lot of openings for Japanese video games used J-pop, so this is nothing too progressive for Kakuda. But I do like Leah, and I wanted to promote at least one vocal track that wasn't chanting from Kikuda's catalog. Track 10. Platinum Wind. Platinum Wind kind of reminds me of what he brought to Secret of Mana. A nice, charming, cute, progressive, and whimsical take on adventure. And unfortunately, I'm not as well versed in the Shining series, so I don't have that much to add to this series itself, but Hiroki Kakuda's music didn't stop there. You can hear him contribute to the soundtracks of Soul Calibur V, Demon's Score, Atelier Esha and Lodi, Alchemists of the Dusk Sky, and he even came back to the Seiken Densetsu series for the game Rise of Mana. You can also hear him in the upcoming indie title Y2K, a postmodern RPG. The last thing I wanted to mention is how popular Hiroki Kikuda's music is and still continues to be despite only a few of the games he's worked on being released outside of Japan. Secret of Mana, Kudalka, Shining Hearts, Soul Calibur V, Atelier Esha and Logi, Alchemists of the Dusk Sky, and the upcoming Y2G, a postmodern RPG. Those are the games released or being released outside of Japan that feature Hiroki Kikuda's work. But despite the quantity of games featuring his work, at least here, the quality of his soundtracks will always be considered timeless and inspirational. And that does it for another episode of the MDisc Playlist. As always, you can follow me on Twitter at MDisc Playlist. You can email me at mdiscplaylist at gmail.com. You can subscribe to me using your favorite RSS feed, and you can search for MDisc Playlist on Stitcher and subscribe to me there. I am Nitro, good night, have a pleasant tomorrow, and happy birthday Mimi, I finally did a episode related to Secret of Mana for you. There you go.